This is Liz Colburn, host of The Morning Uplift. Thank you for listening to the following broadcast on Public Health Media. This is Julianne Condia, host of Rewritten here on Public House Media. Thank you so much for listening to the following broadcast on Public House Media. Once you are done with this episode, I hope you'll come check out my show, Rewritten, where we will talk about you having limitless potential and can rewrite your story at any time. No matter your background, your past, or current situation, you can have the type of life you crave. A new show comes out every single Monday. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes so you never miss an episode of Rewritten. Thanks again for checking out the following broadcast on Public House Media. Confessions of a Military Spouse podcast. I am your host, Jennifer. I'm a military spouse of almost 10 years, a health and fitness enthusiast, a dental assistant, and a mom to an amazing little girl. And if you are a new listener, welcome and thank you for joining this brand new episode of Confessions of a Military Spouse. If you are an avid listener that listens bi-weekly every time a new episode is released, Thank you for your continued support. Without you guys, this would not be possible. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking about friendships, and I'm super excited for this episode because it's something that is near and dear to my heart and something that has weighed heavily on me for a really long time, even prior to being a military spouse. And to be honest, Honest, I feel like being a military spouse kind of complicates friendships in a way, which we are going to dive into, but let's backtrack a little bit and talk about friendships in general. If you are a female, you can probably relate to the fact that friendships as a female are hard in general, plain and simple. Um, It's hard at any age, and I feel like it's harder the older you get, um, which complicates things even more. Because as you get older, you kind of get stuck in your ways and, you know, you have certain assets that you look for in someone and you want them to contribute to your friendship in a certain way. And that can just, that can really complicate things. But going back to friendships when we're younger, if anybody is like me, you probably did not have a great experience with friendships throughout your young adolescent life. Um, And I'm talking like later junior high, high school type age. Um, I feel like that age is where you're finding yourself and you're figuring out who you are and what you have to offer and what other people have to offer you. And you're trying to find a place to fit in. And it just makes it really complicated because females can be really catty. They can be really clicky. They can be really stuck up, really judgmental. I mean, the list can go on and on and on. And then when you're trying to find yourself and trying to find where you fit into this group of people that you are seeing every single day at school, maybe in extracurricular activities, and you're trying to figure out, hey, where do I belong? Who do I like? Who do I not like? Why do I like these people? Why do I not like these people? It can be really hard. 
And then as a military spouse, I feel like it's even harder because you have all of those things on top of a whole new set of issues. And that new set of issues is what I want to talk about today and what I want to maybe bring to light that other people who are not military spouses don't necessarily understand. And maybe if you're even if you're not a military spouse, if you move around a lot or you have to travel a lot, maybe you do understand and you can relate to this. Um, so with that being said, as a military spouse, you're moving every generally two to three years, right? If you're lucky, you'll get a little more time. If you're not so lucky, you'll have a little less time. But generally, it's two to three years. And that, in general, is hard in itself. I will be the first to tell you I'm not a fan of moving. And it, quite frankly, sucks to have to move every two to three years. And you go through this whole process, which this is a, a topic that I'm going to discuss further into detail later, but you go into this whole process of all of these things that you have to like basically reestablish whenever you move, and friendships is one of them. So you already have the odds stacked against you just basically being a female. I mean, let's be honest, because females, like I said, it's not easy to make friendships with other females. And then... You're moving every two to three years, which means you're also aging during this process. And as I said before, I feel like it's harder the older you get as a female to make friends because you start getting set in your ways. You know, you start really knowing who you are and what you want from the friendship and what you're looking for in a friendship and things like that. So you're not as go with the flow as you would have been previously. And you know, you're kind of set in your ways too. You don't want to change. Maybe some of these other people don't want to change. And that can make it really complicated. So when you move somewhere as a spouse, it's not like you move to this place and you automatically find these people that just don't have friends. They're in the same position that you are and they don't have any friends and they're just sitting there waiting to be your friend. Unfortunately, that's not how it works. I I kind of wish it was, but sadly, it's not. So going back to those friendships in high school, a lot of times that's when, you know, friendships are formed, bonds are made, and people start to get these quote unquote circles and these, these clicks. And so you come into the picture and let's say you find this person that you want to be friends with But they're probably already established in their quote-unquote circle or group of friends because, as I just said, those are usually formed young. And if they've been in a specific place for an extended period of time, they're going to have met people that they liked. They're going to have formed these bonds and they're going to have made these friendships. So as you get older, you're coming into these circles that have been formed from a very young age. And like I said, you're moving every two to three years. So every two to three years, you're having to go into these people's circles and pray that it works out. So that brings me to my next point. Even if you move somewhere and you find someone right away that you want to be friends with, and even if they already have their circle established, it's not like you know right away that you want to be friends with this person. There may be something that you are initially drawn to, but it's more of a curiosity. It's more of a, hey, I really like this about this person. Maybe we could be friends. Or I wonder if we have anything else in common. It's not an instantaneous like, hey, I like this. Let's be friends. Boom. Done. We're 
best friends for life. You have to get to know someone in a friendship, in a relationship, in a business, you know, partnership. You have to get to know people. So let's say that it takes six months to truly get to know someone. All right. So you've moved to this new place as a military spouse, but as military spouses, we know there is a slew of things that has to happen before we can just start making friends. And that slew of things happening generally includes finding a place to live, because I mean, that's kind of important. Uh, finding a school for your kid if your kid needs is in school. If they're not, finding daycare. Maybe you work, so you want to find a job. Finding where the closest grocery store with the best prices is. Things like that. The first thought on your mind when you move as a military spouse is not, hey, let me go find some friends. You have to make sure that all of this stuff is established and ready to go before that thought even crosses your mind. And then let's say you find this house, you find a school, you find a job, you're all settled in. Let's be honest, it's going to be at least six months before that happens, because that is no simple process. So I'll give you a grace period and say, okay, maybe you made it happen in four months, but knowing myself, it's probably closer to six. But either way, it's four to six months from the time that you've moved. And then you can finally be like, okay, I think, you know, I think it's been time. I think it's time to find friends. And even if it is four months that you have all of these things established, sometimes still you just want time to relax and not have to worry about the stress and maybe pressure you put on yourself to find friends. So maybe it is closer to the six month mark. So we're going to say six months. And then as I just discussed, it's not immediate. It's not like you go out, find someone and immediately you're friends. You have to find those common interests. You have to make sure they have a similar lifestyle. Do they have hobbies that you like? And to be honest, it's kind of like dating. You have to date the person to find out if you like them, basically. And I mean, in a sense, if you think about it and you go on coffee dates, that is a date. You're just dating to find a friendship instead of dating to find love for the rest of your life. Okay, so now you know, this, this time has passed, you found this person, they have these common interests, they, you know, share similar hobbies, they have a very similar lifestyle. And that process, you know, you're, you're taking the time to get to know them. Let's say that process takes about six months to truly get to know them and and form that relationship and form that bond and decide that you guys are going to have this friendship. By that time, you guys, it is already a year into your two to three year duty station. Maybe it's even closer to a year and a half because you, you know, took some time to rest, took some time to relax, focus on yourself, whatever the situation is, you're probably a year to a year and a half into your two to three year duty station. And then you have to continue to build that relationship and form that friendship and continue to strengthen that bond. And Like I said, before you know it, you're halfway into your extended stay at your duty station. And that's not an easy thing to to comprehend because you're halfway through. You know that in this amount of time, on the back end of this, you're going to be leaving. Which then makes me question, as a military spouse, is it even worth it? 
I know I'm going to be leaving. So is it even worth it to build these relationships and form these bonds and find these friends? Because just because I put out the amount of effort and time that I put into a friendship doesn't mean that it's going to be matched. And just because I reach out to these people after I move. Unless you've been living under a rock, you've probably been hearing a lot about the stock market lately. Millions of people are beginning to invest for the first time ever. And we're realizing that the financial system should be built to work for us. That's why Robinhood is creating real human education resources, truly digestible financial news, and a platform that lets you invest in your own way, on your own terms. The next generation of investors is already here, and it includes you. Robinhood. Investing is risky. Robinhood Financial, LLC. Doesn't mean that they're going to do the same. And vice versa, you guys. I'm not perfect, and I will be the first to say that. I have ruined many friendships because I have not reached out to people when I should have, because I did not take the time to continue forming the friendship that I had made. And to be honest, I regret it. There are some friendships that I am working right now on rebuilding and repairing because they were some of my best friends and some of the best times that I had ever, ever had were with these people. But yet I didn't reach out to them whenever I should have. So back to this friend that you have now found, okay? And you're being a year and a half into your move. Chances are your friend that you've found probably is already established in a group of friends, especially like I said, if they're from that place or they've lived in that place for an extended period of time. So then you have to try to figure out, do I fit into this group? Where do I fit into this group? Is everybody going to accept me into this group? Because you guys know especially you females, probably even your male, these the males listening to this podcast, because they've probably heard the females complain about it. Somebody in the group is probably not going to be happy that Susan has a new friend and Susan's trying to bring this friend into the group and Janet doesn't like it because Susan is Janet's friend and she can't be friends with Megan. I mean... <laughs> It sounds really, really funny to say it like that, but you guys, it happens all the time. All the time. So now you have to try, like I said, to figure out if you fit into this group. I have to tell you, I have been very, very lucky because my best friend where we are at has lived here for a really long time and she has a group of friends that she is already established with. I met my friend prior to leaving California the first time. And we were still in that building phase and, you know, blossoming our friendship. And so when I left, we were still, we were close, but not as close as we are now. And so when I came back, she had this group of friends, which is great because, I mean, having a group of friends, it's a fantastic thing. But instantly my mind was, okay, well, am I going to fit in with these people? Are these people going to like me? You know, what what is going to happen? Is there going to be drama? What is What is the situation going to be? I'm a very outgoing, energetic person, and I can generally get along with everybody, but that does not mean that everybody can get along with me. Sometimes I'm a little too much for people, and that's okay. I'm not going to be everybody's cup of tea. But I've been very, very lucky with this group aspect because... The group that my best friend is friends with accepted me with open arms 
And they were so happy to welcome me into the group. And I have built some amazing friendships and created some lifelong bonds with people within this group. And our group is just so cohesive. It is so drama free. And I know that I can count on any single one of them at any time that I need to. And they're going to be there and vice versa. But you guys, that is so unusual. And that does not always happen, which complicates things even more. Of course, we've had our hard times. There are lots of emotions in our group of friends. And I'll be honest, I am the most emotional out of them all, which makes it a little hard for me because sometimes I get my feelings hurt too easily. But like I said, I'm super emotional and I can acknowledge that. And when that happens, I try to take a step back and say, okay, you know, it's not towards me. It's just the way that I'm feeling like I'll let it go and then things will cool down and I'll be fine. But when lots of females are involved or are in a group, things can easily be misinterpreted. They can be taken the wrong way and feelings just get hurt. It's not that they're intentional, but it just happens. And then as as you get older, like I said, it makes it harder because these, these females are established in their group and you don't know how long they've been established or maybe you do and you know that they've been established for a long time and then you come in basically as the outsider and it's hard not to feel like an outsider. It's really hard to feel like, oh, I just, I fit right in. Like they've been my friends for a lifetime and I do have friends that I've had for a lifetime And I can imagine what it would be like. Actually, I know what it's like to bring someone new into this group. Thankfully, the two groups of friends that I have, one that I've had for a lifetime and one that's fairly new, they get along so well and everybody has welcomed everybody else with open arms so that nobody has to feel like they're an outsider. But as a military spouse, like I said, that doesn't always happen. And you automatically feel like you're an outsider because you generally live a lifestyle that not everybody else lives, not everybody else is going to understand, especially if you have an outside job where you make friends at your work, but maybe nobody else is a military spouse. And so they don't understand the lifestyle that you live. So you automatically feel like an outsider because you live this lifestyle that nobody else does. And then you're trying to create bonds and make friends with these people that have already been established for a long time. And the odds, in my opinion, are just stacked against you. Is it impossible to make friends as a military spouse? No. Is it challenging? Absolutely. I have made friends that I thought would last a lifetime that didn't. And I've made friends that I didn't think would last a lifetime that have. And so it's not impossible but it is absolutely challenging. And these are all things that I am not sure that quote unquote normal people or people that aren't military spouses fully understand and comprehend. I think females in general probably relate to it a little bit better because even if you decide to relocate for a job or you decide to move because your husband's job Or maybe you decide to move just for a fresh start. I think females in general understand it better because it's something that they have to deal with. But 
Just because someone else doesn't understand it doesn't mean it's not happening. And that's why I wanted to make this episode, because I wanted to make people aware of the things that military spouses tend to deal with. And a lot of it is not talked about because it seems silly or it seems minute or, you know, I mean, it's friendships. It seems so simple, but really, in all honesty, it's not. And there's a lot of heartbreak that is associated with it. There's a lot of upsets that are associated with it. Disappointment. I mean, the list goes on and on of how complicated it can be. And most people have the common misconception that if you live on base and you are surrounded by other military spouses, you instantly have a friendship with them or a bond with them. And that's not necessarily the truth. We lived at a duty station where my next door neighbor, we ended up being great friends. And then we've lived in military housing where I didn't know a single one of my neighbors. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you automatically have a friendship with someone just because you live on base, they live the same lifestyle that you do, and all of a sudden you guys are friends. Unfortunately, that's not how it works. You would think that living the same lifestyle and having, you know, the same issues and complications and everything else that comes along with being a spouse, you would think that it would have some sort of bond to you and to each other. But the reality of the situation is, is that that's not the case. That's not the case at all. And to be quite honest, sometimes it can actually have the opposite effect. Sometimes, you know, Susan down the street thinks she's better than Janet because her husband is an officer and Janet's husband is enlisted. And if you guys think I'm joking, I'm not. That legit happens all the time. And that right there is a prime example of why friendships as military spouses can be so freaking hard. And I want to make clear that it's not just military spouses trying to make friends with outside or civilian people. It's even military spouses trying to make friends with other military spouses because a lot of military spouses have some notion or idea of what other military spouses are like in their head and they either don't want to take the time to get to know other military spouses or because their spouses, just because their husbands or spouses are in the military doesn't mean that their lifestyles match. Or maybe one spouse works outside of the home and one stays at home and they maybe look down on each other for that, which is absolutely ridiculous, but it happens. And then, like I said, you have the whole, oh, I'm an officer's wife or I'm an enlisted person's wife and my husband's at this rank and your husband's down here. And so we can't communicate because of that. So it is not just military spouses and civilian people or outside people that are not involved in the military community. It's military spouses and military spouses that have a hard time making friendships. And I would like to think that military spouses and military spouses would come together and that would be the first friendship that you formed whenever you moved somewhere. But Unfortunately, it's not. And even with today's society and the way social media is, um, you would think that making friends would be that much easier, but all of the cattiness and drama and BS that goes on in those spouses' pages um, makes it really hard. It The one positive thing about it is that you realize the people you don't want to be friends with. I do not want to be friends with Kristen that just said that because... That's not, that's not who I am. I'm not about that life. 
So I hope that I have shed some light um, on this situation and what happens or what goes through military spouses' minds uh, whenever they're trying to form friendships. And if you are a spouse and you're listening to this, I hope that I have done you justice and that I have hit those points and that you have been listening to this podcast saying, oh my gosh, yes. Oh my gosh, yes. She's so right. Because I know whenever I talk to other spouses about certain topics, that's exactly the same feeling I have. And again, part of the reason that I started this podcast, that I'm making this episode because I want to bring awareness. I want spouses to know that they are not alone in this crazy, crazy world. I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your day. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you subscribe on your favorite app so you never miss an episode of Confessions of a